is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton. Kurt Daniels, and Shannon Gross. Friday! Friday. Thank God. The Friday before Christmas. Ooh, gotta like that. And our little elf is not with us today. Christmas Looney? Christmas Looney and Christmas Nate. What is Nate doing? Nate has a has an engagement. We have about 45 guests from American Airlines, huh? American Airlines employees in the building, and... They went on a tour, and then they went to Ford Center and some of the practice suites over there and got to watch practice and got to eat lunch and then uh, got to hang out with Nate for a couple hours. So he, he's over there entertaining and talking football and answering questions. Ah, and Hobnobbing with the Yeah, just hanging out. Crowd there. They sold us out today. Brought us, sold us out today. He had big plans. But oh. you're stuck with me and Kurt. Yeah. But – here in about probably 20 minutes-ish, 10 minutes. Yeah, more like 10, I think. 10 minutes, we're going to have Tom Robinson on. We don't really know what his title is, but we do I know. Like, I like Douglas's title for him. What was that, Douglas? Hey, Mick. Hey, Mick. Wizard. We, I know. We don't have anybody today. <laughs> Come on in if you want. Yeah, don't make Gotta fun, go. Mick. All right. Just join. <laughs> See, nobody wants to hang out with us when oh, Nate's not here. Oh, man. So, Tom will be in, and a football analytics guy. And I'm actually really interested because I know I've known Tom for a long time. He actually started out, I believe, over in DCM. Oh, he did? In IT, whenever I was, a, I think, oh. I think so. I think that's where I know him from. So, he's been around for a while, and then he now runs the whole analytics operation for the team. And yeah. I'm interested to see, like, what they're able to track and what they're doing with that information and how are they sharing it across the league or, or how all that stuff works out. I so bet it's pretty, pretty uh, top secret info. Some of that stuff. I, I bet it is. I'm wondering how much he's going to be able to tell us. <laughs> That's going to be really interesting. I feel kind of bad because I've, I've seen, I, I had never placed the name. I don't know Tom very, I don't know him at all. Really. So if he walks in here, you don't. Well, see, I think I figured out, I've seen this guy walking around who I didn't know who was, and I've heard the name Tom. Mm -hmm. and I think I finally put the name with the face, and so um, tall, skinny guy. Yeah, yeah, that's him. I actually walked by him yesterday, and uh, he was with Chris, and I looked at him. I thought, I think that's Tom, but I'm looking forward to uh, hearing the story there. Yeah, so cool. So we will have him here in a little bit. In the meantime, we need your help because we have no bodice, <laughs> we have no Nate. It's just me and Kurt, just us. and we're not that interesting. So we need your phone calls. <laughs> so we already have one phone caller already. Welcome to the show, good friend of the show, by the way. Yes, Jay in Rhode Island. Yes. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's... I am so glad that I got through today because I wanted to wish you personally a very merry christmas and i want to thank you for all the love you guys have shown me over the past couple of years well thank you yes. jay thank you for calling in we're glad you got through yeah. too man you got, you got oh, big christmas man. plans <clears throat> i beg your pardon you got big christmas plans uh no not really no. <laughs> me, me either jay i'm just gonna sit on my couch and play video games all day i'm gonna order yeah. i'm gonna order a big pizza the night before eat half of it and save half of it for christmas day because nothing's open 
Yeah, you know, I choose my friends very carefully, and you know, you know, I have a small family, so you know, I told my mother, you know, yeah, yeah, go, go with your friends. You know, I have big plans. She doesn't listen to the show. She doesn't even know how to use Twitter, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> she won't hear this. You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, ma, everything's cool. Don't worry about it. You know, yeah, you know, keep a brave face. But you know what, guys? Everything's going to be cool this week. Last week, I got to be honest. I didn't even try to get through last week because, I don't know, I just had a bad feeling about the game. I didn't have a good gut feeling, you know. Yeah, but yeah. this week I have a good gut feeling. We're going to take care of business this week. We're going to win the divisions because I noticed details. And at the end of that game last week, what I noticed is when we lost and the players started shaking hands, there was no smiling. Everybody looked like they were ready to kill somebody. Everybody was mad, okay, as opposed to other teams. They lose a game. Yeah, yeah, they're all smiling, this, that, and the other. You know you know how they do it. But yeah, the Cowboys, yeah. unless I missed something, they weren't smiling, okay? Wow. I like now, DeMarcus Lawrence's quote. They got hit in the mouth. They're ready to hit the opponent in the mouth now. Well, that's what, you know, that's what toughness is. Toughness is not defined by how much of a beating you can dish out. Toughness is defined by how much of a beating you can take. And if you can bounce back up off the mat when it happens, whether Boom. it's football or life, okay? That's right. We're going to take care of business this week. I have my good gut feeling. I just know that it's coming. And there's also a very special girl coming to this game. Her name is Loa. Do you know who Loa is? We do not. No. Of course you don't. It's a rhetorical question. <laughs> Loa is the law of averages. Now, unless I miss my guess, we haven't scored on defense since last year at Washington. Okay? We are so overdue. How, you know, our defense has been strong. How we have not gotten a ball that's been tipped and we've run it into the end zone or how a fumble just hasn't come our way at the opponent's 20 and we walk in, that, you know, that, that will happen this week. I mean, because Tampa's good for those. And uh, the guys are all business. And, you know, Dak, you know, we're all, you know, he, he's a guy with a lot of fortitude. You know, and last week the game it just it just it just there's no such thing as a good loss, but it it does help you to refocus, especially if you played the game. You know, you do get a little cocky because it's happened to me. You know, but everything's going to be fine this week, guys. I don't want to take up all your time. You already did, Jay. You took up. <laughs> well, we got to go. It's in my life, but I'm <laughs> podcast sorry, is over. <laughs> all right, I love you guys. Merry Christmas. Hey, brother. Merry hey. Christmas. Love you too, man. Thanks hey. for calling. We win this week. I will call up next week and sing Amari the right way. All right, you do that. All right. We're going to hold you to All it. Right, All right, Jay. All right. Have a good one. You worried about this game, Kurt? You know, I I guess I shouldn't be because – Seven and a half point spread. Is it seven? I thought it was mm -hmm. higher than that. Um, yeah, they're big favorites. In that bothers me. Does it? Because I think it's going to be a closer game than, yeah. than seven and a half. Yeah, that – Tampa's defense is just so bad. I guess my worry is if if we have to outscore them, you know, if we do, if we have to put up thirty points to right, you know, can then, you keep up? Yeah, if they get a, if they get a lead up. on you. 
you know, they they're I think we talked yesterday about it. they've put up a lot of points, even in losses, but uh they haven't the last two games they faced New Orleans and Baltimore. Both teams have pretty good defenses and they didn't do much against them. So yeah. hopefully that continues and our defense steps up and takes care of business. Yeah. Chris in Connecticut, what's up, buddy? Hey guys, how you doing? Great. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I want to wish you guys a very Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, and all that kind of jazz. Yes, sir. You, you too. Sir. Hey, um, I, I guess I was uh, – first of all, I wanted to say the other day I called in and made the comment about it's not rocket science, and I, I didn't want to imply it's not a complicated game. I just meant not rocket science. You should use Zeke. That's it. <laughs> no, but, uh, hey, point was well taken. Nate talked about that for two days after that. He, <laughs> he was like, that. man, that dude just – <laughs> Just simple, just like simplified everything. It's not that hard. So hey, give it a try, right? <laughs> That's right. To lose. <laughs> That's right. Hey, hey, yeah. I, I guess my question. I had a question for you guys. I mean, um, you know, my worst nightmare, even before the Indianapolis game, is, is thinking that we're going to have to go into New York, or they're going to have to go into New York and, and win it to get in. And uh, I'm a little nervous about the defensive performance, you know, starting in the fourth quarter against Philly. It's been five really bad quarters. Do you think there's something there or, or, uh, or was just a complete, they were due to just due to have a bad game. I, I personally think they just got the crap beat out of them. Yeah. They got, they got overmatched. There's, it's just like boxing or UFC. Sometimes you just, sometimes it's a bad matchup for for your team. And I think, Indy was just a terrible matchup, especially with the injuries they have. They, I think they just got – it was just a butt kicking. Yeah, I don't yeah. – I think the intensity just wasn't quite there. They were riding that five-game streak, and Indy's backs are against the wall. They've got to win to get in for sure. We kind of had a game to play with. And yeah. I, I just don't think they matched intensity, especially – I mean, the first half was close, but when – Colts came out and drove it right down the field to open the third up. It was done. Yeah. And, you know, if I know anything about my Wait, wait, wait. Who is this? Oh, Who is this? Rod Marinelli. Who is this? This is Taylor Stern. Taylor Stern, welcome to the Star. show. Welcome. How are Thank you? you guys for having me. Douglas, no applause for Taylor. Wow. Thanks, Douglas. I was, I was looking for the Tay What drop, and Thanks. I couldn't find it. it. Well, but. What, what is our caller's name? I Good God. Chris from Connecticut. Chris from Connecticut. I will let you know that Rod Marinelli is one of the most intense guys on the planet Earth. You know, non-vet. And I know that he's probably getting the Marinelli Madness video like you have never so seen So tell Because they're playing Tampa Bay this weekend. His and old that team. is the team that he won the Super Bowl. That is his squad that he knows he has to win against. Tell everyone uh, and Chris what t- what Marinelli Madness is for, p- for those that don't know. Yes, Marinelli Madness is a video feature that he shows to the team, the defensive guys, on Saturday nights before the game. It is graphic. It's to insane. Say the least. Um, <laughs> it's insane. Wild, crazy, probably against PETA standards. <laughs> and um, yeah, funniest National Geographic footage. Yeah, it's, right. it's really horrible. National Geographic footage with Pete with with Players. human heads on animals and <laughs> like things like Foot that. And very aggressive. Orphans nickname started from that. Yeah, used to have people like. He would literally ask for highlights of orphans digging up ditches. Yeah, that was what he asked for. And, and, it's, and it's it fires the players up. They love it. It's it's awesome. And he really puts time and energy into it. Works with one of our video editors here to like give feedback and do different things. So it's yeah. it's pretty awesome. One time I watched it with him too, and you'd think that normal people would be laughing and kind of like thinking like, oh, this is crazy. 
he gets so intense into it. He's like, and this is, you know, I'm looking at my guy. Um, I don't want to say Antoine Wood's real nickname on here, but. Yeah, yeah. He's very similar to Nick Hayden's. Yes, if you and, remember a few years ago. Yeah, so, so yeah. there you go, Chris. I think he's hey, getting him ready. Thanks for thanks for that. You're making me feel a little bit better there, Taylor. Yeah, but how do you, what do you think is going to happen Sunday? We winning? Uh, you know, I'm really nervous for some reason about this game. Oh, I, no I doubt, don't, no I, you know, I really don't know. I can't figure this team out for the life of me. Yep, well. I'm really nervous that they're going to have to go into Washington, into New York. I do not want that to happen, man. That's, will be wearing that, that is not a good coat. scenario. So, <laughs> I'm thank, praying, man. Yep, us too. Thanks, Chris. All right, take care, guys. All right, man, have a good holiday. Marinelli had a quote yesterday saying that, uh, how do you fix this? You practice with the same intensity you bring to the game. I wondered if the... I haven't been out to practice, but I wondered if they. Well, I heard they, they, they I, hit pads. I, I heard last week they had a like a great practice week, and that. <laughs> that's I, not a, but that's, then that's some, a bad sign. I know, yeah, <laughs> but then sometimes like that will affect you in the game because you'll be a little bit overconfident instead of the feeling of like, I need to really come out and bring it my best. Where you're like, God, I've been crushing it this week. If you watch the Amazon All or Nothing, mm-hmm. the week before the Atlanta game. The O-line's just killing it in practice. They're just slaying it. I know we got Tom coming on here, but, yeah, sometimes that doesn't happen. Are you sticking around or you got to run? I can stick. I can hang around. You want to hang around with Tom? Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we've got Tom Robbins. What's your title exactly, Tom? Director of Football Research. Director of Football Research. We just called you Sports football like analytics Douglas guy is, is what we did. That's so. what he said. Analytics that, wizard. Analytics wizard. All right, we will be right back, and we'll have Tom Robinson on the show. And hang with the boys. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to hanging with the boys. Back 
Friday, Back. the star in Thank Frisco. <laughs> it's almost game time. It's almost time to wrap up this NFC East. Take the cake. Put all these. <laughs> take yeah. the cake. The make bread. That, make, make that bread. What was the one with the biscuit? Get that bread. Yeah, the biscuit one. Something biscuit. Uh, I don't know. Like I the baguette. Let me pull them. Let me pull them back up. Tell us about some underwear. Underwear. Tommy John gives you the feeling of freedom when it counts with a contour patch that nestles the boys. I'm so happy to be solicit this in front of my our esteemed guests and and, and Taylor. Over solicit there. this biscuit. Solicit this biscuit. Okay. With over three million pairs sold, we've put in the hustle to make sure you're nestled. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. I like Obtain this grain, Kurt. Oh, yeah. Thanks for that, Kate. Receive this wheat. <laughs> Who was that? Huh? What was the last one? Receive this wheat. No, no, no. I like the biscuit one. Get that bread. We'll just keep it simple. Right. <laughs> Speaking of getting that bread, Tom, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Uh, there's our boss. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. So give us a little bit of background. You've been around. How long have you been with the organization? So I've been with the Cowboys uh, dating back to 2000 and I think 2009. Okay. So you've been around a while. Yeah. So I came on board around the time that um, AT&T Stadium mm-hmm. was under construction. Okay. And initially worked with the team as a consultant and worked on a number of projects related to the to the opening of the stadium. Mm-hmm. And then kind of came came on board full time about um, after a year into the stadium being open. Okay. And then kind of moved into my current role on the football side. Uh, I think this is my fifth season. Mm-hmm. How did you go from – it sounded like you were – Wait, let's preface the oh, okay. whole conversation right. first. We we don't really know what Tom does. We know what he does, but we don't really know how in-depth. So we're going to ask him a bunch of questions that we probably shouldn't ask. And we're going to play the dumb <laughs> No, we're card. not going to do that. Yeah, we are. <laughs> and he's going to tell us, hey, uh, no, I can't answer that, or I'm not okay, comfortable yeah. answering that, or I'm not telling you. So, Tom, you just – you keep us at arm's length where you need to, and don't feel bad about telling us you can't answer yeah. something. But right. before we ask those, I'll just say my first impression of Tom, where I first felt like, you know, I was like, who is this mystery man, is really at training camp. Because, you know, you guys have both been out there. You go to training he camp. He sits at his little table but out it's there like on the field. But it's a special table, if you would, because there's no seats or anything around the end zones of training camp fields. And Tom's got the setup. He's got the the laptop open. The little tower. Yeah, you, little you know table. that something important is happening. Your there. eyes are really green today. Thank you, Shannon. That was such a <laughs> they, nice they really they, They're like popping sweater. out of your... Bing. Thank you, Very Shannon. Christmassy. What a nice boss he is. <laughs> that's when I was like, who is Tom? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's like something is happening there. We'll never know. He looks really important. This guy yes. matters. Yes. All right, Kurt, sorry to stop you down. What, no, that's, what was your that's question? great. I, I actually feel bad, too, because I've seen Tom around everywhere. I've never actually really met him. I've heard the name. I've seen him. I never. This is the first time I've had a chance to kind of put the name with the face. So well, I Kurt, this is Tom. Tom, this is Kurt. apologize for not introducing myself. Early. Heard the name. Famous yeah. oh, oh, look who just showed no. up. Look who decided to show up. Look who did that. Hey, the happy elf. started come down here with us again. Get your headset on there. Have you met Tom before? This is Tom. Tom, this is Nate. This is another headset for us. Yeah, we got one down here. So how did you go? You sound like you're basically an IT guy. How did you transition into becoming sort of this football analytics, really in-depth kind of stuff for the for the football department? Sure. Yeah. So my my background, kind of both educationally and professionally, uh, has always been data and analytics. And so I worked for a number of years as a consultant 
um, kind of working with you know larger companies, Fortune 500 and whatnot, on um, business intelligence, analytics, kind of data warehousing. Um, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, so, Mr. Jones is not a Fortune 500 company. He's. I bet he's pretty, <laughs> pretty darn close. I'm not just joking, man. Go ahead. I'm sorry. He's at Fortune 500 companies, not Fortune 500 people. Okay. Oh yeah. Individual. Yeah. For real. Give me some on that. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I, I got an opportunity to, I guess, work with data, see a lot of different business models, and. You know, I always had been fascinated by sports and analytics and, you know, passionate football fan, wanted to kind of marry the two together. And coming on board with the Cowboys, I felt like I very fortunate to come on board at a good time because mm-hmm. football analytics is something that's just starting to take off. And so it wasn't like there's this, you know, big kind of talented, experienced uh, workforce out there that has all this um, knowledge that that you can draw from. So kind of jumped on an opportunity to, to kind of move over to football, kind of work on analytics, dive deep into the data and kind of have been enjoying it ever yeah. since. Is it hard to, I mean, football is kind of very old school, like baseball. Is it hard to convince people to pay attention to these new stats? Football people probably think math is magic. <laughs> Black magic. Yes. Ooh, speaking of me. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I think – as, as I've gone through the years, it, every year it becomes easier and easier. I think, you know, our, I, I feel very lucky that, you know, I, I work for a ownership team and a head coach that, that really kind of seek knowledge and kind of want to see what the numbers are telling us about decisions that we're making, you know, be that um, personnel decisions, you know, who we're, who we're kind of pursuing in the draft, you know, kind of what we're doing kind of you know, with game management, what Um, what kind of, what are some of the numbers that you can tell us that you're, that you guys, you really dive into? Um, so I, I'll, I'll try to kind of stay within the bounds of what I've, what has already been said publicly about what we're doing. But, uh, you know, one, one thing that we, we do and a lot of other clubs are doing is, you know, we closely monitor our player workloads during practice. And so our goals in doing that are, you know, we kind of have multiple goals. One is, you know, we want the, um, you know, freshest, fastest, kind of most athletic product that we can put on the field on Sundays. And if you look at kind of the character of our team, you know, we are going to try to play fast. We're going to try to play physical. Uh, we have players, you know, come to our team from, from other you know, professional teams, and they always comment about just the intensity of our practice. And so I think what we're trying to do is keep an eye on that um, we, we want to push our team hard. You know, we want to develop some of those qualities that you know, carry over to Sunday, but we're trying to do so kind of in a, in a, a very kind of practical controlled sort of way. So it's kind of within that realm of high performance, you know, how do you, uh, you know, kind of keep your foot on the gas, but mm-hmm. then kind of not overdo it. So are you measuring like distance run and heart rate? Like what all kind of, I don't know how much you can share, but like, what are some things that you guys are like tracking that, that you can let us know about? Sure. No, I think you've, you've hit on a couple of them. Yeah. So we're looking at, you know, distances that players have covered. We're looking at um, some, some biometric data, you know, mm-hmm. heart rate, um, heart rate, something we have just kind of started to explore. Um, we're getting into a lot of kind of distances covered at certain velocities mm-hmm. and, you know, we want to, we want to keep a close eye on kind of that explosive, those explosive efforts that players are going through in practice. Yeah. Because uh, those are the, 
efforts that kind of best prepare them for Sunday, but also take the most, put the most wear and tear on the body. Yeah. How much do you work with the draft process? Like, are you looking at guys that are still in college right now? Obviously, you can't go to their practices and do that, but how much are you working to find the right guys during the draft? Yeah, so kind of myself and my department, you know, we wear a lot of different hats. Um, I I fall under our scouting department, and so I kind of look at one of my primary areas of responsibility being the the draft and kind of preparing for it. You know, so we're gathering as much data as we can, you know, so – a lot of stuff people know about, you know, college stats and production and, uh, you know, combine and pro day measurements. And, you know, we're interviewing players and kind of, you know, doing our own draft evaluations. And, of course, we have our own, you know, models that we're, we're putting together to study all this and try to tie it all together. So that, that surprised me how much internally you're using the numbers for our own team. I kind of assumed you were charting and tracking other your opponents coming up i mean is, I, I assume there's some of that involved in there oh that's that's definitely true as well so do you guys share info with other teams across the league is there like a you have to give this information to the league wide or you know the the league does a great job of disseminating a common set of data and information to all the teams mm-hmm. about the players yeah so oh. about so like um, the next gen stats that that the league's now putting out, they have a website, I think, that mm-hmm. you go to that puts that, that – is that something that the that, league mandates? That is something that's uh, now shared kind of league-wide. Okay. And that was a big development for us this yeah, offseason. We, uh, for the first point. time this year, we're able to see player tracking data uh, for all 32 teams mm. and both sides of the ball. So in seasons past, you know, we had player tracking data. We would only see it for our own offense or our own defense. So it – it makes it hard to do some of the more advanced analysis you want to do. You know, like if you're trying to look at the interaction between a receiver and a defensive back, you know, to try to uh, calculate sep- separation on a route, you know, you can't do that without both sides of the ball. But we're now getting that. And I think over the next several years, you're going to see all kinds of new insight, I think, emerge, you know, within, you know, NFL front offices, but also in the public, you know, so. Yeah. I think I see some great work being done on sites like ESPN. You know, if you look at uh, some of the work of uh, somebody like Brian Burke, you know, who's looking at mm-hmm. um, Is that the sports science guy. No, no, he's no? Uh, he's more of a data analytics, okay, um, football analytics in in particular, but kind of looking at pass protection and um, you know defensive linemen how they're rushing and starting to use that player tracking data to quantify some of those those numbers. My my <clears throat> my question is. Your workload is more when? When do you have the biggest workload? Uh, throughout the season? Yes. Throughout the season, through the whole year. When Dra- is your draft, off season. What is your biggest Training workload? camp. Like, yeah. what's, your, what's your big? It, I'll, I'll say it, it never really slows down for us. Yes. It, you know, the NFL is kind of a year-round business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, within my group's kind of area of responsibility uh, or areas of responsibility, you know, we're focused on – um, scouting, you know, so that's both, um, you know, pro scouting for free agency college. and college scouting for the draft. Um, you know, we're also helping our coaches with kind of advanced work on opponents. Um, you know, in, in addition, you know, we have a big kind of sports science focus. Um, you know, also working with, you know, in, with the sports science piece, kind of working with strength and conditioning. So you excited 
about every uh, facet of what you do. So you're excited about even the smallest pieces, huh? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah I think. Um, Are you like a numbers nerd? Completely. Do you just? Yeah, like, that's what I'm he saying. He smiled so big when I Nate know. said that. Yeah, he, he's excited about even the smallest intricate parts of it, you know, as do well you, as the big parts. Yeah. Do you think it'll the football will ever get to where? And this made me think of it when you said a DB going against a wide receiver. Do you think it'll ever get to the point where it gets so analytical that you know, in the about halfway through the third quarter, this guy gets a little bit more tired? by looking at the numbers that they're sharing across the league, and then you can exploit those matchups. I'm, I'm sure there's – I don't know if the league would ever – because that would almost be a competitive advantage or something, but do you think it will ever get to where it's that analytical where you can do things like that? You know, I, I don't know. I think that's really difficult to say. Like the – I think one thing that could play a part in it, kind of like you're saying, is just kind of the what the competition committee prefers mm -hmm. because it's, it is possible that the league could could make a decision to share – kind of real-time player yeah, tracking yeah. data, mm -hmm. you know, on during a game. And then at that point, you know, maybe teams would try to to take advantage of some knowledge like that. Yeah. Well, I, was, I was reading something just this week that I, I thought was interesting. Just um, it was in an article, and it was kind of a throwaway comment, but the article made mention that a team's trying to, you know, kind of, I guess, run more plays on that, I guess, go towards their own sideline to kind yeah. of tire up. Uh, the yeah. opposing defensive line on substitutions. To make them run further? Yeah. yeah. What's, oh. the stat, oh. what's the stat that you see in guys, sorry, Nate, that you see primarily, you know, over and over with really successful athletes? Like, oh, you know, if this guy has, you know, this range or whatever. Big hands for Big hands, yeah. Like, you know that that means, like, they have some ounce of success ahead for them. You know, I think we're we're always kind of – pursuing value you know with i think the way that we think about improving our team and i i'll, I'll kind of say i don't think we want to like marry ourselves to any single metric but we're trying to to look at a number of different areas so mm -hmm. we we want guys that um are big and fast and explosive and nate new smart and instinctive and and come from big programs you know like yeah. your your ideal if you could you know kind of write it down on paper and say, this is exactly what we want. We want guys that have, you know, all these great qualities that they're smart and they learn things quickly and they have the right football character. Like Amari Cooper. Yeah. Car Cooper's perfect example. <laughs> well, you know, to the numbers thing, I, I noticed uh, the other night when I was watching the 76ers play somebody, they was talking about Joel Embiid and they, you know, it just simple numbers sometimes because his numbers in the first half are just off the chart. Versus the second half, and they saying, is it the team around him? Or is it that he gets a little fatigued? So, whether we do it first, other other uh, sports are working on the same thing. Baseball has become so like what he what he is. Oh, baseball, yeah. stupid. That's yeah, what, what, what do you baseball. think? Because like in baseball, get criticism <clears throat> saying it's too too much analytics now. Do you? How do you feel about that? Do you think that football could risk that kind of thing? Um, I I think baseball. Just the nature of the interaction between a pitcher and hitter, you can very much kind of isolate that interaction, and it lends itself yeah. you know, so well to all kinds of analytical work. So, I think it's you're almost hurting yourself if you're not, you know, kind of pursuing analytics heavily. There, our sport's not there yet, and I'll be the first to admit that. You know, it's there's too many interactions when you have eleven different guys on each side of the ball, you know, kind of squaring off and. Of course, they all have their own responsibilities, and there's just 
an infinite number of interactions that that take place there. You know, we will never be able to, I, I think, you know, kind of isolate things the same way you can in baseball. But I, I like that aspect of our sport. I think it makes it more challenging to do analytics in football. And I've I've talked to folks from other sports that are doing, you know, kind of work at the highest levels and, and they'll say the same thing. They're like, man, football's the, the toughest. You know, I, I don't know how y'all do it, but they, uh, you know, so I, th- I think the pioneers, you know, you could say we're in baseball and, you know, basketball's kind of really moved the needle lately. Because um, basketball, the three-pointer, nobody's taking twos anymore. Because if you hit 40% or 35% of your threes, you win. and you can hit 40% or 45% of your twos, you still lose the game. Mm-hmm. So that analytics, you know, Charles Barkley got mad because they brought analytics into the game, but they're going to find a way. Believe me, the NFL will find a way. What do you, as a, as a former player who had none of these kind of stats, you know, when you were in the game, what, what do you, how do you feel about this? Oh, it, it's all good with me because I, I, the bottom line is, is, is you better than me? Are you, are you better than me in a 60 minute game when I line up against a great defensive lineman? Who's going to win the battle? Now, you can have the numbers that say that you're the better athlete, you got you more conditioned, you ain't going to get tired, so I started leaning on you. <laughs> I, I have a question. We were talking to Jesse Hawley earlier today, and he was saying, like, noon games really do affect the players more than I think people think, and he was talking more about, like, your days start so much earlier, you have to kind of, like, adjust your routine, your sleep schedule, and especially different on, you know, road games and at home. Is that something that you guys look at too, like sleep schedules and kind of like just daily routines? Yeah, I, I will openly admit I'm not our expert on that topic. Oh, the, but so there your, is your like next other guest people on that? should be Scott Center. He actually said he would come on the show. We just need to ask. Oh, him. Okay. he's our he's our nutritionist. Is that? What oh, he but is? he looks at like sleep and stuff too. Yeah, so his his focus areas are kind of nutrition and then kind of recovery, and so he's deeply focused on on sleep and kind of those aspects of what we're doing. So see, look at Tom doing your job for you, Kurt. He's booking <laughs> guests and he, he, he's been on the show All 20 right, minutes. Tom, You've been on the you. show for two years. <laughs> I'm ahead of you. So. <laughs> look at these guys. These Quick guys. question. So that's Douglas, by the way, behind that wall. Mystery oh, man yeah, behind. It's not God. It's not <laughs> what God hope. sounds like. Yeah. Uh, so you were talking about, there's the analytics aspect of, uh, from the basketball perspective, the the baseball perspective, how advanced they are, and then what uh, Shannon was talking about earlier, which is how fatigued somebody might get in the third or fourth quarter. And I know I've read like 400 meter, 800 meter sprint athletes. I've I've seen interviews with their coaches and and the sprinters, and the way they've got their uh, conditioning and strategies for those races down sounds like that's the direction Shannon was going. I don't know if you're familiar with that at all. So what's your question, Douglas? (laughs) Well, is that, are those related? I'll I'll tell you. um, Good talk. Thanks for, thanks for jumping in there, Douglas. (laughs) No, within within that realm of sports science, um, I've, I've kind of taught, um, I guess as a professor at Northwestern kind of in their program for, kind of sports uh, analytics and that's where you graduated from, right? I, I did graduate yeah. from there for grad school, but, um, you know, kind of some of the associations I've had there professionally as, as well as, so kind of that academic side of the world. But then I would also say there's kind of an applied, um, kind of sports science community out there, if you will. And 
I think this group will kind of meet at conferences and conventions pretty regularly and kind of draw inspiration from one another. And I, I think where, where you'll see a lot of the innovation come from, kind of like Douglas was saying, is, um, you know, the kind of the Olympic bodies, you know, will we'll invest heavily in, in kind of the best methods and tools for measuring things and for developing athletes. And, and then I think, you know, we on the team side, a lot of times we'll kind of draw inspiration from those guys. So a lot of times, you know, stuff will get handed down from, say, an Olympic body, you know, to, to a team setting. And, and a lot of times it may not even be, you know, a, our team sport, but it might be soccer or rugby. And it will get applied there and more research will happen. So there's kind of a nice interplay between kind of the academic side of the world and kind of the applied side. And so I would say all the time that we're kind of drawing inspiration from one another. Now that the nature of those sports are different, you know, we're, we're such a start and stop sport. You know, we, uh, you know, go to the line of scrimmage, you know, play is run. There's, you know, 10 seconds of, you know, sprinting all out, you know, frantic activity. And then we go huddle again and it stops, you know, so it's a little different than say a sport like soccer, where it's kind of a, you know, continuous flow sport, basketballs, you know, more that way. Yeah. Hockey. They're continuously skating up and down the, down the ice or track where it's more of an all out run. But, Mm -hmm. but we, I think you can borrow things from all the different sports. Do you ever look at like players, like after they have injuries and compare some of their stats to see like, you know, oh, this guy, you know, tore his ACL or MCL, and now he's coming back. This is what he used to do. This is where he yeah, is now. Like, like compare historical data before and after an injury. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to get into specifics about kind of the way that we do those things, but I would say we definitely do. Yeah. And we, we were kind of, I, I think, pioneers in our efforts to kind of start to introduce new technology um, to, to kind of player tracking. So, um one of the systems that a lot of teams will use is catapult and we were one of the first kind of North American customers. So we we consider ourselves lucky that we were because now we have a ton of historical data mm-hmm. and we can look back, you oh, know, but when, some other teams don't necessarily. Yeah. Teams that are newer to it. Yeah. They haven't accumulated as much, so they don't have data on players throughout their careers or over multiple seasons, you know, so they're not, I guess the more data you collect, the more you can do with it. And so we've, we feel lucky that we, we have You're so much. ahead of the game, it sounds like. I think, I think we were in that regard. I would have loved to have seen, like, over the years with Jason Witten to see, like, how some of his stats would have changed, like, especially because he always kept the same intensity. Mm-hmm. You know, people always talk about, like, oh, he goes at every practice the same, but just, like, to see how age might have affected that. Yeah, he was... Wearing tear on your body. I, I won't say specifically anything about how his performance numbers because i could get myself in trouble for that but <laughs> there's going to be a statute of limitations he, on that at some point though <laughs> he was the model of consistency though i mean you know more so than probably any player we've ever had he would show up you know to work each day you know never miss a you know a, a rep in practice and that was just kind of his his model for for as long as i was here and he he long predates me so yeah. they said his 40 time was didn't really diminish much over his career Quit yep. trying to get Tom in trouble. My 40 time in a minute <laughs> over time. Did you ever run a 40? Or did you get to 10 and just 10 stop? Yards. He said he could beat anybody the first did 10 it? yards. He was faster yeah, than I anybody. Yeah, I, I could. It was, it's documented, bro. <laughs> yeah, documented. bro. But, in, but anyway, my friend, uh, 
I'm glad you came, man. <laughs> yeah, man, this is awesome. We, yeah. Need to, yeah. we need to have you on again. I'm sure after we digest this a little bit, we'll be like, oh, we should have asked him this. We should have asked I got him one this. more question. Last question. He's got to go. Is uh, The stats say you should rarely punt. You okay. believe that? You think that's the that's true? I'm not. I'm not going to comment. On that. Like, uh, Kurt with the closer. A lot of trouble on that one. Yeah. You know, it's amazing about that stat that because people been on that for years that you should rarely punt, but they never factor in that time that that you don't punt and don't make it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you gave the team seven points. <laughs> they never talk about that. But this is most I've heard. The reason I, I think, didn't say anything because this is most I've asked Kurt. Kurt, I've asked anybody something. Oh, oh, I'm fascinated by this. I, he, he, he's a numbers oh. nerd. So you're not he comes from baseball. So. <laughs> so you're not fascinated by concrete cowboy shows and stuff like that? Or me and Nate? There's too yeah. much craziness going on there. I just let it game. You have to literally me. talked to Tom more on this show yeah. than you have talked Is to me and real? Nate the past year. Real. That, Is this Tom, real? I'm getting to see with. the best Kurt. Ever? Yeah. yeah, this is Kurt's <laughs> oh, no, best no. version of himself today. He, he's been listening to Garrett. He's being the best version of himself. That's right. Well, Tom, this was awesome, man. We know you're busy. you got to get back to work. We appreciate you taking some time out. And and love that, to have you back on again. That man out of my seat, Yeah, man. sounds great. Yeah, that way I can get this dude out of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a quick break. Yeah. Thanks again, Tom. We'll be right back on Hanging with the Boys like and Taylor. And you love. I mean, if you have a... Hi thing then cutting the cord is scary but then i found out i could switch to direct tv now and still get the live sports i love no satellite needed no bulky hardware no annual contract just get the live sports you love try direct tv now for ten dollars a month for three months visit directtvnow.com direct tv now more for your thing that's our thing use code real deal limited time price for a little, little package after three months renews monthly at full price currently minimum forty dollars unless canceled prices may change new subscribers only cancel anytime content varies by package and may be limited restrictions apply it's time for tailgating with the otterbox boys otterbox the overprotected phone case company yep and they've got an essential tool for your next tailgate party the bear resistant venture cooler now wait in all my tailgating days i've never seen bears tackling brats on the blacktop and you never will because a venture cooler with a locking kit is basically bear repellent can't wait to try it out at my next tailgate that's been tailgating with the otterbox boys visit otterbox.com to learn more about their certified bear resistant venture coolers you want the most interesting up to the minute dallas cowboys news straight from the star in frisco how about exclusive and on command that's right news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else with our exclusive cowboys content on alexa you can have all the answers secrets stories and more what's stephen jones thinking during a game what's joe looney's favorite pregame meal we take your questions to cowboys players and coaches and you can hear the answers directly back to you just say alexa open dallas cowboys now's a good time to tell you that SeatGeek is the new source of tickets for all your football needs this season. SeatGeek makes managing tickets easy. Whether it's buying or transferring to a friend, they even tell you the best deals for every game based on their deal score technology, which rates every seat on historical data, price, and location. Download the SeatGeek app on your phone and take $20 off your first purchase using code DALLAS at checkout. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back 
to Hanging with the Boys. Back, and I don't have anything to read, so let's just get after it. Come to the star. We only, yeah, come out here and hang out. Of it's a cool Go spot. To, sign up for the camps. It's a cool spot. Santa. Welcome back, Taylor. Thanks, guys. What were you doing? Just walking by and saw we needed help? And... I was on Twitter, yeah. and I saw there were only two of you guys. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, perfect time. She I'm felt sorry go for us. No, I was like, Shannon never invites me. And when I, I usually tell him that, he's like, just come on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Anytime you want to drop yeah. in, just drop in. I like this. Don't you like it, Nate? No, I don't. Why, Nate? <laughs> no. no, don't let Shannon get you in trouble, baby. No, I'm just joking, girl. Nate and I have the best oh. of times on Sundays. We are dear friends on Sundays. We're dear friends what do you all, have? The time. all the time. What all do, the time. What do you have over there, Nate? What are you doing? Christmas Looney. I have gone back and watched that part of yesterday's show about 10 times. If you did not catch yesterday's we show, gotta watch the video. We need to, we go need to watch the video. For you. Thank you. We need to develop a segment. Nate is an ultimate team player. So is Shannon. Kurt. So, Shannon, <laughs> don't go through uh, Bubba Bits to get her deal you need to work out a once a week segment for her a tay what segment this is the original bring bring tay what back but really i'm really pumped that i get to be back when mama because tell tell us all what you do she does a lot yeah tell tell everybody what you do do. yeah well a lot is credited to this guy i was gonna say she does everything shannon gets credit for (laughs) yeah i take all the credit give her all the work like go do this and then i'm gonna tell you when i first started here it was just shannon and i doing social media we ran all of the accounts but at that time we didn't have the star accounts at&t stadium dcc cowboys and so what you mean by social media you you... we were posting we were scheduling we were handling and what's some of the things that you was posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We started the YouTube yep. back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then it expanded. Started Snapchat. Right, right, yep. right. It expanded into this mass mm. brand crazy right. department. Yeah, now we have, what, 10 people working in our yeah. department? Now it's like, wow, wow. hey, Shannon, at the end of the meeting, right. people. <laughs> yeah. When it was just him and I. And I get Back to in the good old days when pre-game. life was easy. Yeah, let, life let, was let, easy. Let her talk. I'm sorry. I get then, to do okay. pregame and postgame okay. with you. Right, and then you have something with Brad. I get to do Cowboys Hour with Brad Sham right. and Jeff Kavanaugh. Right. Cover four. Cover four. Hey, she's everywhere. That right there is a, is a pretty awesome show. Explain the cover four. What you what what, what that entails. Well, that started two years ago mm. when we back when we were still at Valley Ranch and we were deciding about putting shows on connected TV. Right. And I think everyone's thought process was, oh, you need a flagship show for right, connected right. TV. And so they thought we need to have a millennial type show yes, that's yes. catered to more of the younger audience. We knew that we were moving over to the star. And they wanted it to be live, too, right? Wanted it to be live. Wanted it to have like it was it's only 15 minutes. It still is only like fast paced, high tempo. It, yeah. And then it became what it is now. And we have a blast. It's Jesse Holly. Yep. Dave Hellman I mean, and Lindsay Draper's our yes. host. And you. And me. Yeah. And she me. the host. I mean, what is, is it all about football or do y'all get out and talk about other things? Uh, you know? Yeah. I, think, I would say it's all about football. All Mary's back to football. Yeah. And it's not all Cowboys all the time. No. It's about what's no. going on around the league and we social media and stuff. Turn up Tuesdays, a lot of, you know, touchdown celebration right, dances. Right. A lot of them have been choreographed by Kurt. And yeah. I don't know if you guys know that he's <laughs> yeah. in, his, in the offseason, Kurt Daniel's so side I hustle. Do is a touchdown choreographer. So when That's a great social idea. We should do that. We should. <laughs> touchdown How does you going to come over here and be it's the just... meek, mild-mannered Kurt and then get with a, with a millennial and turn out? 
Hey. Come on, man. Your hair's growing back He's really fast. He's got lots of kids. Too. He knows. I like he yours. Is. He knows how to turn hey. out. He's got five kids. Four. Whoop. Jeez. <laughs> I don't we need more than four. I already got. You are. <laughs> you are like Abraham. You are older, but one day you will have that fifth kid. Oh, <laughs> we're telling, we're telling Kurt. It would take an act of God for it to happen. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Hey, it's happened before. So what's your wife's name, Sarah? Lauren. Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> we told Kurt he was going to show cancer. He kicked cancer's ass, and he's going to have a kid. kid. Yeah, That ain't happening. How about them Kurt You did kick How about them awesome. Kurt boys? Like, is, is there a better Christmas gift than Kurt just dominating cancer? Yeah, I, right? Yeah. Like, so give us a, no you, went, you went to the doctor this morning. Went to the doctor today. Give us an update. Um, when I when this started, I had you know issues in my neck, chest, and abdomen. The neck and the chest are gone. I still have some in the abdomen, but it's they're changing the uh, treatment to kind of a more of a maintenance thing. So so how long? How, it's progressing like it should. Yeah. So, so you'll have treatments for a while, prolonged. Yeah, period. it's still another couple of years of this, but it won't be as often or as, <clears throat> as like toxic. I so guess. you won't. So you. You'll have a treatment on Friday, and it, you won't, it won't knock you down a week later. I hope not. So it shouldn't. It, it won't be as much. Uh, what they're giving me won't be as toxic, I guess. I don't know how to put it. But When are we going to be able to go drink? <laughs> Hopefully soon. Now you're trying to. Miller Lights. Miller Lights. He needs to ride. Hey, where's our shirt? You, you weren't going to be here today, yeah. so we're saving them for next week. That's hey, holiday back, week back next to week. You. <laughs> I don't know about you. Where's Mama Gross? I heard. Oh, Mom. Oh, my God. Hold on. Before we get Mama Gross. Before we get Mama Gross. care about. Think of a segment. You created it already. Tell you what. But what is it going to be, What is going to be about? You get with him, and he'll tell us. And we'll have a segment like, well, it'll be more than a segment. be like 30 minutes. I'm here for it. Like once a week, we bring Once a week, Okay. I'm and, and we and we want to bring her in. I respect the show. What, what, like what you like? I've told you, you like after the game, uh, like Wednesday. Or Thursday? I like looking ahead. Okay, so oh, Wednesday or Thursday? Yeah, Wednesday yeah. or Thursday. What about Friday? Because Mama Gross, you're taking up all Mama Gross time. I know, and I feel bad because I love her dearly. She's way better than her son. Like she knows. Whoa. She knows though. Like she's, she's like. Yeah, Mama man. I, I feel bad for Mama Gross sometimes, man. I, she's I really the queen. Do. Why? She's a lady. She you don't be, be talking right, though. You don't I'm the talking. way I am because of her. She made this. <laughs> she she created angel. this wow. physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. and emotionally. She's already on the air. She just doesn't know it. Love you, Mom. Hi. Hey, I'm <laughs> Angel. You what? We have a new member to our show. Are you watching? I am. We have two I new am. members. Hey, Taylor. Hi, Angel. Oh, you I said she you. said that? Say that again. <laughs> I said, hey, Taylor. That southern voice, I love it. Hey, Taylor. <laughs> Look, my son outed me a while ago and made the whole world think that I'm a bad mom because he's going to eat pizza on Christmas Day. You're he not a bad to mom. tell you that he never gets to come home at Christmas and that I have Christmas dinner cooked every year. So there we go. Well, he pizza. How are you a bad mom because I'm getting pizza the night before? <laughs> Well, oh, my God. I'm playing video games and eating pizza for Christmas. Everybody out there probably went, oh. That's a wonderful Christmas. <laughs> that's my me time. Some people envy know. that. They don't know that that's your favorite pastime. They do now. <laughs> hey, hey, Mama Gross. Yeah. Uh, we know that you didn't do well, so we go, we skipping uh, over that. We just going to talk about how your week went and who your new picks yeah, are. Don't, don't we, tell us yeah. what game. Don't break down the games, but what was your record last week? Five and zero. Oh. Okay. Nah. No. No. <laughs> We're all about. Oh, what do you, how many did you win last week? 
None. That's five, oh and five, not five and oh. I know everything's backwards in Louisiana, but come on. Numbers stay the same. So now, tell us tell us going forward, what's your picks? Okay, the Falcons and the Panthers. Okay, the write that down, write that down, write that down, Kurt, please. I don't have anything to write with. Kurt, Kurt. I've got it. Falcons and the Panthers. The Falcons are giving up three and a half, and I got to go with the Falcons. Falcons yeah. minus three and a half. Okay. I mean, Cam starting. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. This is just for entertainment purposes only. This is not, we do not condone gambling on this show. We need to get Tom back here. We do not need Tom in this room (laughs) during this segment because he might lose his job. So, there. This is for fun. Northwestern graduate. All right. We're going with the Bears and the 49ers. (laughs) The Bears are giving up four. Yes, ma'am. The Bears. Bears minus four. Bears versus who? 49ers. 49ers. 49ers on the win streak. They won one. They have nothing to lose. Lord, who would have ever thought they would have beat the Seahawks? Yes, ma'am. Really? Yes. Okay. We got the Texans and the Eagles. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) The Eagles are giving up two and a half, and I have got to go with Texans. Yay. Texans plus two and a half. Okay. That's good for the Cowboys. The Steelers and the Saints. Saints are giving up five and a half. They're at home. I think after last week, shame, shame. They're going to come back and beat the Steelers, of course. Okay. So I'm, yeah. I'm taking the Saints, five and a half. Saints plus, minus five and a half? Saints are minus five and a half. Okay. Okay, the Cowboys, they're giving up seven and a half. Yes, but they're at home, and they're playing the Buccaneers, and they better win this game. Yep. I'm That's going with sure. the Cowboys, seven and a half. You, and what? Jay, huh? Hold on, hold on. The Cowboys giving up what? Seven and a seven half. And a half. Nate just what took his think, headset Tate? off. What you think? You think you think they're that good, the Cowboys? Uh, no. They're playing at home, and this is a must-win game. That's true. Game. Okay, home field have advantage. Have we talked okay. about must-win game? All right, let me ask you something, Mom. We don't have a lot of time left, but let me ask you this. Because I know, because I took my whole segment. And Taylor I didn't did want to do that. Taylor did I didn't want to Taylor do Taylor's fault. Mom, you, you know I Taylor, back it up quick. I didn't want to do that. You get to, see, you get to see a lot of the Bucks games because they, they show the NFC South games a lot Right. back home. Right. What do, what do you see in the Bucks? What's going to happen? What do we need to do? They they're very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they play this quarterback, that quarterback. They they are high one week and they're low the next week. Um, we just need to play our game and and punch them in the mouth. Whoa. That's it. Right. Punch them in the mouth or, or punch them in the mf and mouth. That's it. That's where we need to punch them. The MF and mouth? If the Cowboys need to say it, Mom. Say punch them. No, 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 Miss Gross. Don't do that. Don't let them lead you down their path of destruction. Hey, if the Cowboys needed any gift, the Bucks are 32nd in red zone defense. Oh. And guess what we are in red zone? (laughs) We are 31st. So at least we we should have one more red zone point that they wanted to give up. Hey, Mom, did you watch yesterday's show? I did. Did you see the joy on Nate's face when he played his Christmas music with his little tree? (laughs) I have not seen him act like that without a plate of cookies in front of him ever (laughs) since I've known him. Looney's Christmas tree. Looney's Christmas songs. That is so funny. Yes, Yes. I saw it. Well, I ain't going to play them today. They don't deserve it. Oh! That's all, that's all right. I got bring, it's our last show for little, Christmas. You got to nah, man. Yeah, bring him next week since we're wearing ugly sweaters all next week. Yeah. Oh, Holiday I want a Miller Lite sweater. Those things are awesome. Y'all Shannon, look so pretty yours. yesterday. Oh, y'all look so. Ma'am, awesome so we got to got to get you one. 
I have one. We gotta from get last Douglas year. one, and we gotta get your mom one. That's three more. Okay. What's your size? Small or medium? I'm What's not your going here on the air, so I'll <laughs> <it> later. <laughs> Kurt, what's your size? I mean, Douglas, what's your size? Uh, 2XL or 3XL. You don't wear no 3XL. He likes to wear You wear it with some leggings like a dress, Douglas? Oh, my shoulders are big. Oh, oh. oh something happened. He's a swimmer. Oh, oh the dogs. That means we're going to we win are. this Sunday. <laughs> uh, hey. Oh. hey, so uh, we promised Mother Gross we will not this take up your, your segment this week. Okay. I would never okay, do that I pro- to you. I, look, because my feelings are going to be hurt. I'm not special anymore. Oh my god! Yes, you are. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, yes, you goodness. are. You're special because you got to put up with me. That's for sure. I know, That's an angel. I love, you. I love all of you, and Kurt. I'm so glad for you. So wait a time for you. So are you and, coming and, into town for Christmas? No, no she's a terrible she mom. So you're not, hold on, you're not coming into town, <laughs> and you're going to get on Shannon by eating pizza? Yeah. No, yeah. Shannon's going out there. Oh. He, he needs to come home sometimes, Nate. You know, I mean, I'll be home for Mardi Gras. Nah. Okay. Right, <laughs> we have, have to, hey, I have to work. I have to work at least half of the day on Monday. So for me to drive four and a half hours, spend the night, get up, and come right back doesn't make much sense. I'll come when I can stay longer. Family first, okay. Shannon. Shut up, Douglas. <laughs> you wouldn't even cut your hair. You know what's so funny, man, is uh, Shannon was switching. You got to get off the fence. Yes, Shannon, you got to get off the fence. On what? Because you would jump both sides of that fence in a minute. On what? On any and everything. (laughs) Hey, Ma. I've never noticed that. I was having this discussion last night. What were my two imaginary friends' names? Nikolai and what was the other one? Oh, God. I can't remember. You had two? Yeah, oh, yeah. I had one, I remember. Oh, my good. God. One ran away, thank God. <laughs> down the toilet. Nikolai, Nikolai was the one that was there forever, but he flushed my contacts down the toilet. Not, <laughs> Nikolai, oh. Not me, it was Nikolai. Nikolai. Yep. Yeah. All right, Mom, we got a Christmas party we got to go to. Uh, y'all well, do? Y'all have fun, and uh, I love you too, y'all do? I, I don't ever tell you, but I do. I love uh, you You know what? And I don't know if that love is real because we're not going to have anything but pizza and beer for <laughs> <laughs> video games. Wow. Pizza, and beer, and video games. All right, Mom, love you. I'll call you. Love Merry you. Christmas. Okay. Love you. Taylor, thanks you. forgot about you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. She forgot Kurt. about Kurt. She, no, she was no, talking about Kurt. Yeah. Kurt, thanks for showing up. Thank you. Nate, thanks, for, thanks for crashing the party. Hey, hey let's all hit together. Thanks yeah, for bringing it. Power thanks for bringing it. Douglas, yeah. thank you for what you do. Oh, yeah, I like oh, hey, that. We're going to have DeRoe on the show next week. Hey, How's all right. That? Awesome. Who? DeRoe, this guy. It's our time right now. It's our time right now. Yeah, are you sure? Yeah, he's okay. ready to roll, man. Thank you, Douglas. Thank you, Kent. On, Thanks, homie. everybody. Come Thanks, on, Mom. Get Merry Thanks, Christmas. Thanks, Looney Tree. We'll be back Monday. Y'all having a one show, 10 o'clock on Monday. Okay. Don't know who's on it yet. We'll be back on Wednesday. Have a great weekend. Have a Merry Christmas. We love all of you. We'll see you next week on Hanging with the Boys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!